Common sense is not so common. And in an era where global uncertainty is rampant and government is out of control, this is the show making sense of all the madness. Broadcasting live from the Arizona desert, you can't dodge the Hodge. Here's your host, Dave Hodges. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here in the guest segment of the Common Sense Show, the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. I've asked uh, Terry Cook to come back because she he sent me some things that were very provocative. And uh, I asked Terry, I said, hey, I'd like to talk about this vaccine stuff that you sent me and how the uh, people taking the trials are not doing well. And Terry actually has one side of it. I have another. I thought we'd compare notes, and then we'll just kind of talk about the general state of affairs. Anyway, before we get started with Terry, we got to pay some bills. So I, I, it's it's really funny. I, on the TV side of things, I interviewed Ernie Hancock. I've interviewed Celeste. I've interviewed so many people, and you know what they all say? Buy food. Ernie went off on a two-minute tirade yesterday in our TV interview, and unprompted by me. He says, Dave, I'm traveling around and people are just not prepared. They need to get food, 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 food. They're not going to be able to get it much longer. And he's right. Right now, as soon as this show's over, you need to go to preparewithdave.com. There's specials there. 25-year shelf life, restaurant quality, 2,000 calories per meal. You'll have leftovers. You can't wait any longer because the ability to buy is soon going to be gone. The food supply chain is destroyed. We are eating next year's harvest. And these aren't scare tactics, folks. This is real. I would like to be able to sell preparation food for a long time because I think people need it. But right now, we're in a crisis, and my window for working with this company could be really short. And that's okay if you'll listen to me and get prepped. Preparewithdave.com. Also, too, the Common Sense Show.tv. We own the platform. They cannot take that away from us. Well, I, I suppose they could, but it would take martial law and the end of a gun or a bayonet. So, no, we will not be censored by big tech. Like I was demonetized on YouTube for reasons unspecified. And yet I see the left on YouTube and Facebook advocating for the death of Donald Trump at the hands of COVID. That's okay. And I don't even approach that level. But anyway, big tech sucks. <laughs> In a word, they do. They're made up of pimply-faced little 20-year-old liberals and, and when they see something they don't like that offends their woke system of justice, they go after it. Well, they can't do that here. And for less than a cup of coffee a month, two fifty a month, you can get great interviews, no censorship, no commercials. The Common Sense Show TV. That's who sponsors us in this particular segment. And we have Terry Cook back. Terry has been a police officer, actually a sheriff be honest, I work for the Sheriff's Department. He's been in the National Guard. He has lots of knowledge about military strategy and intelligence. And he's a pilot. And I don't think he ever rested. He must be the man that slept one hour a night because he's accomplished a lot. And we go back to him a lot. He's our go-to guy a lot on China. But he has uncovered some things on the vaccine that I asked him to come back on and talk about because too many people are afraid they're afraid of them, those there, they'll come and get you. Just like the frontline doctors lost all their jobs, lost their websites, lost everything. 
Terry don't give a crap. He's not afraid of these people. He'll tell them where to stick it where the sun doesn't shine. So that's why he makes a good guess. Terry, welcome back. And I share the same feelings you do about Bill Gates and what needs to go into his lore orifice. Well, I don't think we should tell him to uh, look for the needle in the haystack. Do you? <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> this is a family show, Terry. This is a family show. <laughs> and the old expression when we were growing up, you know, with, with regard to just about anything was, if he didn't like it, stick it, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to be the one to do that duty in the name of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> and specifically, what's frightening me now is beyond the needle uh with president trump they're giving him experimental drugs and you yeah, did a, but a very Terry, good article on it here recently but that is scary i mean why would they shuffle him off to a military hospital and then basically force him to swallow experimental drugs are you spooked about that or what terry you're gonna force me to throw something into this i wasn't counting on doing <laughs> you're taking me to a new level i'm scared I'm well, scared. okay, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be straight. I'm going to be straightforward, honest with you. Okay, <laughs> I don't care if you're talking about Paul Preston or primarily Steve Quayle, myself, uh, a couple of federal officials who I've worked with. One I've worked with for seven years uh, behind the scenes, DEA guy. Yeah. Um, we all have the same information. There are four hit teams that have been dispatched. This has been the leak. One of them is from Iran, and they're working directly with ex Obama operatives right from his <laughs> oval office right from his cabinet and they're working with him to assassinate the president and the covid thing with the president may or may not be real i don't know but i will tell you this he's being moved around and he's not staying pat at uh, at walter reed i had a senior level official in one of the uh, government bureaucracies of law enforcement and i don't mention it because i don't want to trace back to this person but he told me six months ago their number one scenario for the assassination of Trump was a mass casualty event of which he was unfortunately at the wrong place at the wrong time. And the Democrats, I do believe, would do this. There's no question in my mind they would do this. And Trump is being moved around, and we have pretty good intel on this. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't have COVID, and I don't know how he's being treated, but this is real. And I'll tell you, I'm going to give you something else, Terry. I just finished an article on this this morning. Uh, a great researcher for the Common Sense Show, Alexander Daly, she started tallying the people, senior level government officials uh, who have come down with COVID. Uh, the score as of last night was 24 to nothing. Three touchdowns, three extra points, and a field goal. 24 to nothing against the Democrats. Well, uh, <laughs> that's just not probable. I, I'm sorry. I ran some statistics on this. I'm an old statistics professor. It's one of the things I used to teach, and I have a program called SPSS. And I, I defined some variables, and I ran them different ways, conservatively and conspiratorially. And the odds were 7 million to 1 on the low end that all these events are just a coincidence when you run the odds of probability, 7 million to 1. Now, when you run them uh, and, you, and you go full conspiratorial, and you set up the dynamics a little different, it was 168 million to one that this was due to chance. Now, I'm sure someone's gonna come along and you look at this, you got three Republican senators who now been inflicted with COVID, okay? No Democrats, um, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And then no one in the house. 
just these three Republican senators that threatens to derail the SCOTUS process. So I think there's two simultaneous plots going on. Now, someone on the Democratic side, Terry, is going to say, hey, some statistician like that idiot Hodges is going to figure this out and run some odds. So we better make sure a couple Democrats get it too before much longer. Too late. The first 24 people to catch this were Republicans. In the modern time, in the last 48 hours, Republicans, 24 to nothing, 3 to nothing with senators involved in the confirmation process. Terry, this ain't no coincidence. Well, you know, I took a... Most people have to take a Statistics 101 class to get out of college, and uh, my respect for you is now considerably higher. I mean, you're right at the top because I didn't know you had a Ph.D., and um, you told me that previously, but you taught statistics, so you must be a genius. I I barely made it through the class. I'm not going to say I'm a genius, but I have written two courses. Oh, God. Yeah, I've written two courses in stat, and, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying this is... My wheelhouse. One of the things I did at a university for four and a half years on a part-time basis is I taught the research class to people working on their dissertation. Four and a half years I did this. I know the process. It's just what you know. People that fix toilets, no plumbing. Okay? I know statistics and research and psychology. That's my background. And I did this for a lot of years. More than three and a half decades, Terry. Did did you talk about Washington, D.C. as a fixable toilet? Excuse yeah, me. really. I know. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, I'm I'm really impressed because I started to tell you I got a C plus in statistics 101, and uh, my my mind has just never been geared to higher mathematics or calculus or anything like that. So I did what I had to do to get out of college. I got A's in law and all that stuff. You know. Well, yo, but calculus is a lot harder than than stat. Tremendously harder. And uh, I had a hard time convincing my son of that on a different debate that we had. But but uh, ca- calculus and stat, no, they're two different animals. Um, calculus, let's say it this way. Statistics is very sequential if you take the time just to walk through each step at a time. Every statistics book in Chapter 3 teaches about correlations. Uh, not cause and effect, but correlated relationships. Uh, and then chapter five deals with research design. So when you look at these things, they're always the same. They're easy. They're predictable. And the nice thing is, is I got this little program. I put the numbers in and I define the variables and I give them weights. And then I can run things and say, okay, these are the odds. I'm telling you right now, Terry, the fix is in. 24 to nothing to the layperson should say, this is a bunch of BS. Well, I agree, you know, and, and the instructor I had at Cal State Fullerton in Los Angeles area, you know, Southern California. Sure, I know the college, yeah. Yeah, uh, the instructor I had was an old school guy. He was about to retire, so he was a real honest, straightforward World War II veteran and all that, brainy guy. So the first thing he told us is, I know you're going to laugh because everybody's heard this, that's taken a, a 101 class, for, <laughs> especially you as having been a professor in statistics. But uh, the first thing he told us, and he laughed, of course, was that, uh, you know, figures lie and liars Liars figure. figure. (laughs) Remember that? Yes, yes. (laughs) So what do we have in D.C.? We have a bunch of liars that are figuring, and they think they, they figure they can fool most of us. But most of us have somewhat of a functional, logical mind, and we're not buying the bull. No, no, we're not buying the bull. 
and and I can't believe they would concoct a plot like let me give you an example if I were the bad guys and I was on the other side and I wanted to avoid the watchful eye of a statistician that would run the numbers what I would have done is I would have probably taken the three Republican senators and exposed them in some unspecified way that we don't know but I would have also done maybe a couple of Democrats in the House just to put some smoke over the issue that, hey, this is kind of just a coincidence. Hey, two Democrats here, three Republicans in the other in the other chamber. Okay, that's no big deal. That could happen. That did not happen here. When you go 24 to nothing, Alexander Daly went through and listed it all for me. And I just said, you know, Alexander, you're awesome. And I said, I'm going to run some numbers here and define some variables. And, and it just confirmed what I already knew. These people are stupid. These people are stupid to think that we can't figure this out. You know, the problem is, I should say the situation is, that Yuri's program, back to Yuri again, was so successful in the mid-80s, mm -hmm. he said it was, it was already over. But here we are now, how many years later? Almost 40, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, and it's three times over it's done yeah and I, I just take an informal statistical analysis back to my 101 training and i go through and talk to my neighbors and everything else and dave they're, they're brain dead I know. americans are 60 percent brain numb they don't want to know anything they're scared to even talk about it if you talk about it they look at you as if you're a wacko a weirdo uh, they, they walk away snickering and smiling as if you're some kind of a nut job. I'm telling you, I've never seen America in this state. So I've changed the old, uh, you remember the old expression, America is the land uh, or the home of the what? Remember? The home of the what? You know, the brave and free and uh -huh. and charitable people. And that's been our yeah. heritage. I mean, when you look yeah. at na uh, disasters around the world, we're always first on the scene. Always. So I call always it, giving. I call it, but now the, the curve is over the top now. So I don't call us the land of the brave. I call us the land of the depraved. Yeah, that's a good comment. That's that's really well stated. So our brains are numb. And so how else could they have done this to us? How are they continuing to do this to us? Because most people, Dave, can't think anymore. They've been dethinkatized. I know, and they have... Terry, they have uh, most of the professors either intimidated or on the communist Chinese side now, too. I recognize that. And I saw that before I left education. Yeah. Um, and it's true. You know, I've taught everything from ninth grade to postgraduate. And, and I can tell you that I saw a decided shift really beginning to happen around 2002. In fact, in my position as a college basketball coach, true, this is a true story. The athletic director called me in. Great guy, great guy. Hired me without an interview. Seriously. I mean, the, the, this guy and I were close. And he said, Dave, I need you to look at something here. And I gave a list of team rules to the players. And at the end, on the 20th rule, I said, um, maximize the talent that God has bestowed upon you. And there was a professor that had an apocalyptic fit, was going to go to the dean. And uh, he said, how do we head this off? And I said, well, let's wait till he does something. And he didn't. And, uh, but that, that's when I really saw it begin to shift. You couldn't even mention God. Not pray. I'm talking just mention God. And that was 2000. Let me do the math here real quickly here. That was in the beginning of my second year. So I think that would have been about 2002, 2003 season. And 
Terry, I knew then we were in trouble. And, and then I saw the, the walls closing in on various people. I know one guy who taught math, uh, and boy, did they take a chance because this guy was Hispanic and bright. And he got called in because he mentioned God and Jesus in his class. And they laid down the law to him. And he says, I'm going to lay down the law back to you. I'll sue you. You can fire me, but I'll still sue you. And I'll go public. So, yeah, th this has been with us for a long time. So a lot of these professors can do what I'm doing. They can arrive at very similar numbers. It just depends on how you define the variables and what weight you give them. But at the end of the day, they're mostly too intimidated to speak out, Terry. But we're not. Well, um, I'm glad you brought up the concept of political correctness, mm -hmm. Dave, because that's what has happened primarily since World War II. And the Marxists have gotten in here and created the whole concept. Why might they have created such a concept called PC? Uh, control control the speech, you control the thinking. Ah, yes. So, now the two primary things you and I have been exposed to most of our lives post-World War II has been, uh, hey, there are two things you never discuss with anybody, especially if you're a businessman. You don't discuss <laughs> politics or religion because that always offends somebody and they have the right to you know, freely think. And also you'll, you'll piss them off and you won't make a sale or you'll, uh, you'll, not get, you'll not get a promotion if you're trying to work inside the system. Or see. So Satan has got in there, you know, communism and socialism is Satanism in disguise. I wanna make that clear. You know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I can Agreed. prove it beyond, beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm -hmm. Agree. Okay, so uh, Satan has gotten in there for 50, 60 years now and told Americans, you can't talk about religion, which is what brought our country about, and you can't talk about politics, which is what you brought what brought our country about. So if you leave out political discussions in general and discussions about God and Christ, that pretty much opens the door for Satan to get in there with communism, Marxism, and fill the vacuum. That's what's happened. I went to the post office just recently, and I talked to a guy. And I, I said, well, hey, uh, I always try to con get a conversation going because I want people to think. I also take my own statistical observation of each person I talk to and see how they react to me throwing out a bunch of information, which means they, they may be able to think. And most of them can't. And then a few actually uh, uh, critique me for asking them political questions or questions about God and Christ. And even if they mention God, you can't say, well, which God? You know, I, I said, well, which is your God? Well, God, you know, God up there, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, someplace. I, I, no, I hear you. It, yeah. it, no, his name is Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus Christ. That's our God. Well, no, it could be Buddha. And it could... Dave, we are a mess. And so that's, that's why we're talking about what we're talking about, because our country has lost its bearings. We, we've, we've lost everything. We are basically open to attack, open to any kind of lies they want to tell us, open to just about anything that they want to program into us. And uh, we're just about to go into total chaos because of that. We have oh, lost we're in total bearings. chaos, Terry. We're in total chaos. Oh, it hasn't started completely yet, Dave. I mean, we're we're at the edge of the abyss. The total chaos comes when World War III starts, and they're going to ignite that very shortly. And then the economic collapse that's been planned for the last 75 years. I mean, this has been planned. 
they're going to exterminate the economy and and it's going into total chaos even commander ashtar's website you know prepare for change.net even he says that it's all planned it's been planned for years to create total chaos so there'll be a need for someone to come in and fix it all and a, and a reset you've heard that recently haven't you all there's all a the time. financial reset coming you see so that's what they got to do they got to ordo abkeo completely trash the old system and then resurrect the old system you know the the bird remember that from ordo abkeo mm. And resurrect uh, a new system from the ashes of the old, I should have said. So that's where we are. Now, we've gone off on a slightly different tangent that you started out on, but I understand we have uh, two programs today, uh, a subsequent program after this that you're Yeah, the, the first thing I want to do is I want to, and the current events of the day, that, and we're pre-recording, dictated, I thought we covered that since you brought it up so conveniently. But I want to get into the uh, vaccine situation. You sent me very provocative data on the vaccine side effects. And uh, listen, I'll, I'll set the stage for you and let you run because you're in good company. There was a reporter and her name jumps out of my head, but she was at CBS News. So right away we're thinking CBS as in well, yeah. C, uh -huh. C the BS. But yes. this reporter violated her network uh, dictates which is to lie, lie, and lie some more about your lies. She was interviewing Bill Gates. I almost fell out of my chair when she said, well, Mr. Gates, we have data here that shows us that in the first clinical trials of your vaccine for COVID-19, there are 80% side effects. And he was shocked. You should have seen his face, like turned white as a, like, how dare you ask me that? Don't you know who I am, little peasant girl? And he fired back and said, "Yeah, but the uh, the side effects aren't that bad, and uh, we'll get we'll get past this just fine." She goes, "But 80 percent," she said, "Are these side effects uh, concentrated in just a few areas? Are they widespread?" He never answered that question. I couldn't believe the CBS reporter was actually saying these things. Terry, it was amazing. Well, we we all know that the six major media corporations are controlled wholly mm -hmm. by uh, subterfuging sub-organizations of the Rothschild dynasty. You know, here's the thing, if you, um, uh, Dave, I don't know how much you've, uh, how much time you've spent, you're so busy, actually trying to figure out who really runs the world right from the top down. And I told you, I started writing a book on Rothschild, and many have done so. I mean, a few good people have done so. And I, I became exhausted, and uh, my other books weren't weren't selling that hotly because I didn't have a million dollars to advertise them and uh, so I stopped writing it but I, nevertheless I did the research and so what I discovered briefly and that was 10 years ago was that uh, Rothschild holds and controls the Rothschild dynasty now the old man is dead okay and by the way Rothschild was a subsequent name not the original name and the name Rothschild means red shield and they created the whole red government. You know, I'd rather be red than dead stuff, right? So uh, communism was created by the Rothschild banking dynasty, and they control uh, roughly, now this is 10 years old, it could have been updated. You know, maybe it's, uh, there's new data on this, but back then when I was doing my research, they controlled 147 huge global corporations. 
and under each of those 147 master corporations were thousands if not hundreds of thousands of sub-entities, LLCs and other corporations and a, a, a subterfuge of layers of confusion so that no one can ever really, without spending a lifetime on researching things, no one could ever really find out who controlled everybody at the top, which was Rothschild. Okay, so they own all the media, they own all the banks, they own, you know, everything. And so they're, let's see, when I finished my research at that time, and this may have changed as well, there were only three countries that weren't controlled by a Rothschild bank. Who were they? Bank. Who were they? And Cuba was one of them. Uh, and why did? Why do you think we did away with Gaddafi? Gaddafi was one of them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know that's exactly why he was killed. You see, because they had no debt. Now Gaddafi was a jerk. You know, granted he was a jerk. Okay, but still they have no debt. They didn't have a Rothschild. British Petroleum Oil Company, and everybody's standard of living was good. Now, he was a jerk, and he was a dictator, but they lived well, they were educated, they had no debt, education was free, and they all did it on their own oil money, and there was no Rothschild Bank, Central Bank, controlled at the city of London, Rothschild, and there was no Rothschild-owned BP Oil Company. Well, they had to get rid of him, so guess who took him out? And within a few weeks, Dave, guess who installed such organizations in his country? Oh, the so the, yeah. The, what was the World Bank, the IMF, you know, the, yep. the, the banking cartels, yeah, the, the so bastards the from ba Basel, as we like to call them. And <laughs> do you remember Hillary Clinton's quote on that? Do you remember she was on TV being interviewed and they asked her about Gaddafi and she said, we saw we came and we killed him. And she laughed yeah, and she exactly. laughed. So that's the real reason he was taken out, you see. Now, uh, to my knowledge, Cuba is still independent, but, you know, they don't have much of a country. And the only reason they're successful at all is because they're somewhat close to America. But even so, <clears throat> they're still under the control of, you know, China and Russia, primarily Russia, because Mr. Putin is the head of all communist parties internationally, even China. So uh, I was stunned to learn just two weeks ago when I was doing more research for you that I stumbled upon recent data in video form on YouTube that indicated that Cuba has one of the biggest armies in the world. Now, can you imagine that? Do you hear about that at all on media? No, never. Absolutely not. So, so they have a small standing army, but they call their reserves the paramilitary and I was absolutely blown away, Dave, when I was doing research for you on this uh, Chinese stuff, you know, ChaiCom and uh, taking over everything. I was stunned to learn that just a few miles off the Florida coast, you know, we have a naval base there, Gitmo. Uh, there are 1.2 million standing army and paramilitary Cuban forces. 1.2 million highly trained soldiers ready to go. Now, if you recall the Red Dawn 1 movie, yes, we were invaded by communists, but what kind of communists were they? Cubans. Remember that? They were yeah, Cuban yeah, communists. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then I told you uh, on a previous show that I did some research in Australia, and one of the guys opposing the takeover of Australia, where they're just trying to buy everybody, okay, they called him a Wolverine. 
a Wolverine was the high school kids from Red Dawn Scenario 1, from the Red Dawn Movie 01. And those high school kids, the name of their uh, football club, I guess, was called the Wolverines. And uh, so the Chinese have studied our culture so carefully, they know everything about us, and they own a few movie how, uh, movie production companies. And so they jokingly uh, attached a title to this guy in Australia who's trying to protect Australia's sovereignty from being taken over by the Chicom. And they actually called him, they labeled him a Wolverine, meaning he's resisting the takeover from the Chinese, resisting Australia's takeover from the Chinese, much as the Wolverines from the movie Red Dawn 1 resisted the Cubans being dropped in to blow their city and their community away during the 70s when that movie was made. So it all fits together. Now, who wrote that script, Red Dawn 1? Well, your guess is as good as mine, but it's probably a KGB guy. Maybe Yuri wrote it. I don't know. Interesting, huh? You know, I don't know who wrote it. I, I, you know, it's interesting you'd bring that up. You're going to make me go look it up at some point. Um, but that was very predictive. You know, I'll give you another example of the Chicom influence, Terry. When they did the read, uh, the Red Dawn uh, redo uh, around 2012 or so, um, they had the the Chinese invading, and the Chinese had a fit, and yep. they changed it to the North Koreans. That's how much control they have. And where was it actually filmed, Brother Dave? I live there. I live here. I Spokane. Don't, oh, was it real? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was filmed right here in Spokane, Washington. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that was very interesting, yes. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, we watched it happen. So, uh, anyway, uh, we have been taken over from the inside, just as Mr. Nikita Khrushchev promised us when I, you were a little bit younger back then, but I was about ninth grade you know, at Hawthorne High School in Southern California. And I remember him beating on the table saying, we'll take you over in a few generations without firing a shot. And um, they did, and they have. And then Yuri came in and bragged about it in 1985. And here we are, how many decades subsequent to Yuri's bragging about the, the psychological takeover of America. And uh, so, but the, 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 the key thing that... Uh, Yuri Brezhmanov, I guess. How do you pronounce his last name? Brezhmanov? Yeah, Brezhmanov. Yeah, huh? The key thing that people should understand is what he snickered about. The fact that once it's been done to a targeted nation for takeover, it's irreversible. It's irreversible. Their minds can never go back to the beforehand situation mentally. Once they've been conquered mentally and thoroughly he called it demoralized we call it brainwashed you know take your pick but brainwashed is easier to understand than demoralized I could spend an hour on what that really means and and uh, and he described it well it means that their minds can no longer analyze the difference between right and wrong or what's correct or incorrect they have just been sold a party line and their brains, i.e. their hard disks, have absorbed it and it can't be deleted. Now see, at least with a computer, we can delete uh, incorrect data, incorrect information, unless there's a virus in it, right? If there's a virus in the program, it gets a little harder to capture that and delete it. Well, that's what's happened. 
Uh, and Yuri has said that. Well, we had, we've been given a virus. Our minds have been given a virus. It's gone viral, literally. And our brains can no longer delete that, nor can our brains actually analyze data and come to sound conclusions therefrom. So the bottom line is, I hate to use a street vernacular, but we're screwed. America is screwed. We can't, we can't reverse 75 years of political correctness, leftism, brainwashing, and everything else. It's over. It's all over, but the shouting and the shouting is literally about to begin. And the last obstacle therein is to remove a conservative president some way, somehow. They've already promised to do it. And we're in phase four now. They don't care what they have to do. They don't care how much they have to lie, who they have to kill. They're coming in like a blitzkrieg. And the military expression um, that I was trained under was, uh, you, know, you know, we called it blitzkrieg under Hitler. Hitler called it a massive attack from all angles, that just an overwhelming attack. And we did that during 1991 in the Middle East when H.W. Bush said New World Order 200 times and we went over and relentlessly just bombed and bombed and bombed and John McCain, your good buddy, said bomb, 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 Whoa, 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 bomb, don't bomb, put my bomb, name bomb. in the same sentence as John McCain. <laughs> he's my, he was my mortal enemy. Yeah, well, well, he's immortal now, but you know... No, he's not, no, 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 he's, he's suffering the sins of his mortality. Now. Well, he's in Death Valley. There's no air conditioning there in Death go. Valley. That's here. right. That's right. <laughs> Sitting at the right hand of Satan. <laughs> so, so the bottom line is, how do you reverse what has taken him 75 years to accomplish? Well, you don't. And now there's there's very few minds left in our society that, that can actually analyze sound data. This is why all the sound data that your mind produces, my mind and Steve and everybody else, basically we're talking to the wall. Except for a few of us, you know, um, which is a very small percentage now of our country that even listen to these shows and listen to these programs. And God bless all of you for being here listening to these shows. You're the elect. Scripture calls you the elect. You know, you're Christ chosen. And because of Jesus said, I am the truth. He said, I am the truth. You know, a lot, I hear a lot of people say, well, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I said, you just quoted the Bible. What do you mean, you know, I just quoted the Bible? Well, because that's in the book of John, and Jesus referred to himself as the truth. So if you know Jesus, you know the truth. If you're born again, you know Christ. Christ is the truth, and you can't be deceived. Now, that is irreversible as well. A true born-again experience when you come to Christ is irreversible as well. Your soul thereafter becomes bought and paid for by Christ. You see? Mm -hmm. So we're saved, and we are owned by the Lord. And no matter what we've done, he's forgiven us because he's already paid the price. You know, uh, Testelestai is the Greek word he used when he died. And few people teach this, but Tetelestai is was his last utterance when he died. Tetelestai in Greek means you are paid for. Did you know that, Dave? No, I did I, not know that, no. Yeah, I, and that's why my pastor, Hal Lindsey, named his church in Southern California, which I attended for three years and took my lovely wife to, he named his church Tetelestai Christian Center. You see? Interesting. A few people are, yeah, yeah, so 
when Christ died, he paid the price for all of our sins. Anyone who believes in him, even who confesses his name, whoever just calls upon his name, John 3.16 and Romans 10.9. Whoever calls on his name shall be saved. Now, if you know Jesus, who is the truth by his definition, then you cannot be deceived. So whenever I talk to somebody in my community and I throw out some stuff to get a reaction, when I, I watch their body language and their eyes and they react in a truthful manner, in a positive way, I say, okay, you're born again. They say, what? You're born again. If, if you weren't born again, you would not understand the truth because the truth is Jesus Christ. Amen, brother? Big amen. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Uh, those people that eat with chopsticks don't believe this. Of course not. And they outnumber us, and they have the support of one of the two major parties in the United States. And they hate us, and they want to kill us. I think that's a fair statement, yes. Um, <laughs> no doubt. But mm -hmm. but uh, let me ask you about the vaccine. Yeah. Give me worst-case scenario in your mind. Are you sure you want that, Dan? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's take let's take uh, <clears throat> Mr. Bill Gates's assessment, and let's let's go back to the Georgia Guidestones. Now, Professor Professor Dave, I'm going to call you Professor Dave from now on. I love it. You know, I didn't know you had a PhD, and you taught all these classes that I was unaware of. Especially now, I respect anybody that can do statistics 101. Okay, I told you I got a C, and I barely got out of <laughs> barely passed the class. <laughs> so. Let's go back to the Georgia Guidestones, uh, from which basically Bill Gates operates. The philosophy behind his uh, operation is essentially the Georgia, the, the, the Georgia Guidestones, which was erected long ago by uh, Freemasons, and they kept it secret. And uh, but nevertheless, it's one hell of a structure. It's still there, and uh, everything is in stone, as it were. We always use that expression, you know, it's in stone, but literally is. The whole plan for the New World Order is call, carved out in marble on these huge, gigantic, upright, vertical stones that are placed so eloquently together in this Masonic configuration that was secret. I mean, the uh, people who created it were uh, and contracted with the local contractors there. Um, they made these contractors sign outrageous contracts of, uh, you know, secrecy. Because whoever funded that uh, didn't want anybody to know who did it. They didn't want to. They didn't want anybody to know it was Masons or which Mason at the top created that um, uh, guidestone configuration. You see that. So the bottom line is this: this whole thing is spiritual. Satan's in control. Jesus said that uh, eight times, I believe he said in the book of John that due to sin, having started in, you know, the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, uh, apparently, and we don't know all the details, scripture isn't extremely clear about it, but apparently at that point, at that point where original sin happened and uh, Eve let Satan deceive her, and you know the rest of the story, Paul Harvey said, mm -hmm. uh, apparently... God had a deal that he would give the deed to planet Earth to Satan. And that's why, apparently, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness when he was here, the first time, 
and Satan appeared to him and said, okay, look, Jesus, see all this, the vision of all the things, all the kingdoms. Oh, here, I'll give all of this to you if you will simply worship me as your God. Now, imagine that, that God himself in a human body, you know, the Trinity, is confronted by a creature whom he created and has tried to entice the God of the universe who created Satan into worshiping the devil in return for everything God created. I mean, it's it's incomprehensible, but nevertheless, it's in Scripture and it's true. So the bottom line is Jesus said, Satan is the owner, the ruler of this planet until I return. He said that roughly eight times, as I recall, in the book of John. So let's take him at his word. Okay, and Satan killed him at the cross and of course that had to happen in order for us to get saved so Satan has been doing this for 6,000 years and has created bogus religions so he could divert everybody into losing their souls by worshipping some fat rock or drinking cow urine in India or whatever anything to cause you yoga, yoga is a religion and you notice how popular yoga is becoming now Dave, it's a religion it's uh, basically Hinduism and you configure your body like a snake you see everything revolves you know the the logo for the world health organization is as we discussed in a previous show is a nine inch nail with a snake crawling up it mm -hmm. and of course jesus was nailed to the cross with a nine inch roman nail or three of them actually so the bottom line is we are fighting against satan and he's invisible, like electricity, like magnetism, like it, but he's here. And if you don't believe he's here, just go check into the Los Angeles County Jail where I used to work. You know, I believe that's the biggest county jail in the whole world. And uh, check in for about a week, and I guarantee you, you will change your mind that Satan is alive and well on planet Earth. Because that's where I met Charles Manson and uh, MS-13 gang members, the Mexican Mafia, uh, strangler murderers and all this stuff all of whom worship Satan isn't that interesting that they all have that in common they worship the devil no, it, it, listen I learned a long time ago from the CIA there's no such thing as a conspiracy it's all coincidence <laughs> and there's another thing I always try to define under criminal law you see I hear people talk you know the left uh, by the way that's Matthew 25 32 the left the term the left comes right out of scripture okay right out of scripture Matthew 25 verse 32 start reading there ladies and gentlemen because everything in the Bible is exactly appropriate to where we are right now okay most people just don't want to believe that they really don't they don't they want to believe that the Bible is the Word of God and it's that inerrant and reliable to where everything that Satan's doing is is predicated upon scripture the Word of God so uh, you know the term the term the left I've never heard anybody Rush Limbaugh oh the left you know the, the, the you know the left the liberals and all this stuff well Michael Savage correctly defined what a liberal is Michael Savage defined that uh, I don't know 15 years ago in a book he wrote and he said liberalism is a mental disorder so you see isn't that appropriate he was absolutely correct now I don't know if Michael's gotten saved but nevertheless his books were absolutely accurate so liberalism is a mental disorder Jesus says that he's given us 
his believers a sound mind. And then he's implied by that that all of Satan's people get in sound, unsound minds. You see? And this is why we're witnessing the left, Matthew 25, 32, the goats on the left side of God at the great white throne judgment. That's what it is. The goats are on the left. The goats are animals that symbolize being anti-God and being with Satan. So God refers to us as the sheep on his right, and he refers to Satan and his people, his, the soul Satan wins, as the goats on the left. And that's the great white throne judgment wherein all souls that have ever lived either go to the lift of God for judgment at the great white throne judgment, and they're symbolized by the goat, the goats on the left. This is where they get the term. Well, we're the left, we're the hard left, and we're the, but no, have you ever heard anybody define that? Where did they come up with that term? Where did the communists get that term? Well, we're on the left, we're the hard left, we're the soft left, we're the, we're the left, we're the liberals. Nobody's ever defined it. Another term that nobody ever defines, and I've stopped attorneys when they've called in on my shows over the last 27 years, Dave, is some of them call in that they're left attorneys, you know, they're Satan's attorneys, and they want to debunk me, and, uh, but they're, they have a hard time with me because I have a degree in, from Cal State Fullerton in criminal justice, which is essentially criminal law. And then I did six years in a police car, and I've arrested hundreds, maybe thousands of criminals and also many people for conspiracies. The average person. No, has I'm, just not, I'm going to tell you again. There's no such thing as a conspiracy. <laughs> and the average person it, it just believes the gunk they hear on the radio when the left, you know, Satan's people, the goats, when the left says, "Oh, you must be a conspiracy nut." Well, I'm, you know, I've never heard anybody except for me ever define what a criminal conspiracy is, Dave, and I know we have a few minutes. I think this is turning out to be let's, a darn yeah, let, show. Let's, let's, yeah, let, let's go through that. What's, a, what, what, what's a, a criminal conspiracy? I'm glad you ask. This is tremendous, Professor. I'm glad I could be your straight man. <laughs> <laughs> We've got about uh, five minutes here. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got a little clog in my throat. Let me swallow some water. <clears throat> okay, I've arrested people for conspiracy to commit robbery, for conspiracy to commit murder, for conspiracy, believe it or not, to commit rape. You know, when you got four or five guys that get together and decide to, you know, gang rape somebody, and on and on and on. Now, you can have a conspiracy to do virtually anything, and it's a separate crime from the actual crime that occurs after somebody commits a conspiracy. You have to understand, Dave, I spent six years in a police car in some, some of the toughest areas of Los Angeles, and I've arrested bad dudes, and I've written thousands of police reports, and I lost very few cases. So here's the training I received in all respects in, criminal, in the criminal justice system, including my degree from Cal State Fullerton. Okay, a criminal conspiracy, and I've had attorneys call up and try to, you know, do a number on me and I stop them right in their tracks. I don't let anybody get away with say, hey, you're a conspiracy nut and I'll, I'll just say stop right there. When they do that, I say, please define the criminal law definition of a conspiracy for me. See, they call up to debunk me and I stop them right there. They don't get away with it. See, the average person, they say, well, you're, 
somebody call in and say you're a conspiracy nut they let them get away with that because they don't know any better so I just stop them and I say define conspiracy for me in Black's Law Dictionary well I, I really can't do that they say well then why are you calling up and here but before you get off the air and please get off the air as soon as I define the term for you there is a conspiracy it's so huge you just don't want to believe it or you're so brainwashed by the lefties that you know you've just accepted their truth which is a lie but the criminal law defines a conspiracy as follows and, and David it's very simple so if you can make note of these the elements of the law the elements of violating and creating a criminal conspiracy are as follows element number one two or more people must do it you can't conjugate do you remember conjugation <clears throat> oh I do I do um, but can you go, can go, you ahead, go into a, David can you go into a closet with me myself and I and have a conspiracy if no? one of us has multiple personality <laughs> I can't get away with anything with you, Dave. <laughs> okay, so it takes two or more people, right? You can have a zillion people involved in a conspiracy. It's, it's highly unlikely, but we have billions involved in the New World Order conspiracy, and uh, <clears throat> most of them don't even know what they're doing. They're involved in it. They're paid a lot and so on, but they don't really have any idea what's going on. But the key people do, you know, the Illuminati and the Committee of 300 and so on. But let's take this one step. So it's really simple. Whenever you have two or more people, two or more, you can't do it alone. You can't go into a closet with me, myself, and I. Two or more. That's pretty simple. Whenever you have two or more, discuss something illegal. Okay, let's go over that again. Two or more people must be discussed yeah and Terry in the interest of time I gotta I gotta bring this to a logical conclusion yeah. okay the bottom line is is you've defined conspiracy and the new world order is Satan's conspiracy and I, and I think that's probably where you're going here we're just about out of time for this segment yes. so um, uh, very quickly because we're going to do a part two on this folks um we're looking we're going to expand the notion of conspiracy into other areas in our second part which will air tomorrow but terry go ahead and uh well we're out of time <laughs> dukeofhell.com is where you go to get terry's great book and uh terry sit tight okay um we're going to do part two on our pre-record here in just a minute i want to thank everyone for being with us thank you so much and uh, Terry and I are going to really delve into some, uh, in part two, shall we say, controversial areas. Thanks, Terry. See you on part two. God bless. We'll see you on part two.